Shut up and sit down. What is up, everybody? What is up? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 56 of the SDS, guys. I am Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate. And I'm Scott. We are the SDS, guys, a weekly podcast where we sit around, shoot the shit, and talk about anything geeky, nerdy, and cool. Uh, dude, I'm in, I'm in a fucking foul mood tonight for some reason. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> um, What's been going on this week, guys? Good thing I, it's I, I, not... Good thing it's not that episode where we're going to talk about Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> you start off the bat. We talked to Arthur for, for last week, and then Jeremy's like, you know what? I'm going to drop that F-bomb. Yeah, by the, the way, guys. First I'm 30 seconds. Now, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, no, maybe we need to find an Arthur episode for you to watch. I, I think I do need to see the Arthur episode. The one where, you know, where it teaches me like how to talk proper and shit like that. Like I don't know. It's I Like, for the last, like, Two days instead of just been like in a foul mood for some reason. Hmm. I don't well, know. I think we always get that way, you know. There's the ups and the downs. There's the ups and the downs. So you know what? You know what's gotten me through this? Look at this. Look at it. here. Here we go. We're we're, we're, <laughs> we're we're three in. I said we're gonna knock on a couple more before the episode's over. Let's turn that frown upside down. With you know you know what solves everyone's uh, problems? Alcohol. Because you know technically. Alcohol is a solution. It is. It, it, it is a solution. It is a solution. <laughs> Look at that. At least until oh, you wake up the next morning. Yay! I made a stupid pun. All oh, right. Look at that. Looks like, looks like we're, we're, we're dropping science here on the STF. <laughs> yeah. Science, Mr. White. Yeah. yeah. Science. Uh, <laughs> we got some people in the chat that are probably like, what the hell is going on? Uh, what's uh, going Scott on? is actually dropping the correct... Uh, phrasing for that scene. There's no, no science, bitch. It's science, Mister White. Yeah, yeah. It's a misquoted thing from Breaking Bad. So, saying hello to the chat. So, we are a weekly podcast where we stream our podcast live on YouTube. Uh, so, this week in the chat, we have Matthews Nerd Nation. We have Emotional Spectrum. We have Love Stranger Things Forever, Studying Boys, and Brian Rainey. What's going on, guys? What's going on, everybody? So, hello, everyone. So, uh, if you are, are one of our audio listeners on one of our many audio platforms, uh, definitely feel free to pop into one of our live streams one time because, as I said, we always have fun in our live streams and we like to interact with the audience. So, like I said, and then, like I said, and then not only do you get to hear, you know, pissed off me you get to interact with pissed off me although jerry i do love how um you you did say uh study boys nz you actually pronounced as studying boys i (laughs) so which it's a whole different it's a whole different channel (laughs) it's a whole different channel all right so So uh jeremy's in a pissed off mood i'm in this the 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 Fuck it all mode. <laughs> you know what? You know you know what's got me so you know you know what's grinding my gears right now. Maybe maybe I'm just uh, a little disheartened right now. That, Why? That Scott Wilson, oh. aka Herschel from The Walking Dead, has passed away. So you know what? 
Scott Wilson, this one's for you. Rest in peace, Walking Dead homie. Pour one out for the homies. Yeah, right in my mouth. (laughs) You know what else is disheartening? Is to see a movie like Venom get such horrible reviews. That's what we're doing tonight, right, guys? We're talking Venom? Yeah, no. (laughs) Let's just go go on and say, uh, because I want to go back to the Walking Dead thing, because I think we need to talk about that that too, now that, that Jeremy brought it up. But... Um, so everyone's watching Walking Dead tomorrow, right? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get back to Venom and why none of us gave two shits. But I, let's, I'm going to go back into Walking Dead because does anybody actually give a shit about that show anymore? Uh, nope. I, if you're in the chat right now, I said if you still watch Walking Dead, you know, just, just throw it in the chat. Just because I'm like, what's except, and I said this isn't like the like talk down to anybody or like said, I respect anybody for them watching anything that they want. But like I said, for me, it's just, it's lost its appeal. Like I said, it's just been drawn out and I just don't see the interest in it anymore. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think for me, it was the fact that it just, it hit to a certain point and then it, it feels like it's going nowhere. Yeah. I kind like, of agree. I know the comics kind of did the same thing. Like at a certain point, I kind of stopped reading it or, or going after just because it was like dude this has been going on for so long like i've invested so much time and there's you've kind of hit every story beat that i think you they would have like it's kind of time to to end uh you know or kind of you know let it go i guess is the best thing is like yeah like he's dropping frozen quotes over here yeah. no, i'm gonna say just let it do the you know let it be one of the snap and then it poof into dust. Cause like, give us one more good season, give us a good season, wrap that shit up. And then, you know, like let's, let's think of something new. Stop milking a show for what? Cause what, I mean, what even season are we on now? Is it nine? I think yeah, it's nine. Something like that. And it, you know, now that you're kind of saying that it kind of smells like it's getting towards the end because it's, I think they're calling it Rick Grimes' it's last not, episodes. That's the thing. It's not getting towards the end because freaking Norman Reedus signed another eight-year contract. Ooh, yeah. Wow. And I don't think that includes, and that's just for, for the uh, the Walking Dead. I don't think that includes his little motorcycle show that he has on AMC. No, okay. he just signed another eight-year contract. Yeah. Eight four. So, this is wait, just the, this just is for just, Walking Dead. Just for Walking Dead. Yeah. This is wow. the point where they they go from following the comics pretty closely to veering off and doing their completely own thing right so they're hoping yeah. that it'll be refreshed and new and people will come back to it or at least the people are still watching it like brian rainey um <laughs> will <laughs> will keep watching and get excited right. again yeah i i stopped watching um the mid the mid season finale uh last year um because I, I got to the point where i'm like i was watching it every episode but I didn't want to watch it. Like I, it felt, I felt like I had to watch it. Not that I wanted to watch it. I just wasn't mm-hmm. excited anymore. Like I used to be. It, it, I, yeah. I share your your sentiment exactly. That's the way I kind of felt. And it wasn't even that season. It was right after, I, I think maybe what the the season where Negan showed up. The end of that season, I was just like, oh yeah, I felt that way for a while. It just yeah. took me until the mid season finale yeah. to be like, all right, I'm done. I'm walking away. No more. I didn't even yeah. watch the one with Carl dying or whatever. Like I. I just yeah. stopped, and I and I I don't miss it. It became yeah, I'm, a chore. I'm exactly. current on it, but those last few episodes were hard to get through. Like I wasn't excited to watch that show anymore. And nothing against anybody that likes it. I know Brian's oh. in here; he likes it. We're not trying to bag on it. It's just, 
you know, it's it's one of those shows like you guys have been talking about. It's just losing its interest for me. It's gone now, on a long time. I think it would be cool is to potentially wrap up this this setup and, and kind of like Fear the Walking Dead style. Maybe pick a different group of people in a different location. Start following them. And that's how you revitalize the show. Well, but, you can even do that with this group, right? Like yeah. you just take. I don't take Maggie or somebody off where she goes off on her own and meets these new people and bam, you got a new show. Yeah. Well, but, they, honestly, or like I said, Scott, I know, I know you've read these books. Uh, if they, if they, if they do it like World War Z style and they basically do it like from different people's perspectives. It's like yeah. same story, same universe, but basically told from different people's perspectives. Different perspectives. Yeah. And, so anybody who hasn't seen it, World War Z, not the movie. That was a pilot of trash. It, eh. Um, <laughs> The book that it's based off of is amazing. And I always said if they could do a movie like it, it would be great. It's uh, what Jeremy's talking about is they actually have like all the survivors of the zombie apocalypse, but they're all in different parts of the world recanting different periods of time that, that they were involved with. So there's like a soldier from the US, like a blind monk from Japan. And there's tons of different people throughout the world that they like one reporter is interviewing and they give kind of their story. I think that would make, you know, something like that would be great. Like Maggie starts collecting people's stories and you follow, you know, a bunch of different people's stories throughout that would make it way better that you have more storylines to follow. And you're not just stuck with this group of people that they introduce new characters. And I'm like, you're going to die soon. Like, I don't, I really, You've killed off too many main characters to the point where I don't care anymore. Yeah, it's overkill. Overkill of the killing. Yeah, yeah. right. It was fun. It, it like it was all oh, all exciting. Like oh, who's gonna die this week? But then all of a sudden, like you said, you're introducing these new characters, and I don't care about them because I just know they're gonna die soon. Yeah, that's so true. Because it, if you think about it, in the early days of that show, it would be rare that a main character or even like a supporting character would actually die off. You know, it one might happen in a season. And now in this season, it's like three or four main people are getting killed. And it was like you said, Nate, it was back then they would introduce like they would run into a random group of people and you'd like, oh, those are the people that are going to die. I don't give two shits about them. Like <laughs> they introduced them specifically to be the, you know, the cannon fodder or whatever for the the episode. And I think it worked a lot better because you kind of knew like what's going on. Uh, are, we're actually approaching. uh Breaking Bad uh, territory in terms of length here, though, right? Like, what Breaking Bad? What ended at eight, right? No, it was five seasons. Or five yeah, seasons. Yeah, oh, so shorter. yeah, so way shorter. So five I think, seasons. like, I don't want to compare Walking Dead to that too much, but that to me was the perfect length well, for like a series because you build the characters, you can introduce new people, but you end it before it gets stale. I agree. And I think they did a good job with Mad Men that way, too, because Mad Men didn't go on for very long. And that was a good show. Right. And, and, and yeah, when it started to get to the point where, like, I don't know where we're going to go with this anymore. Yeah. They, they ended it and, you know, took that writing crew and put them on something else and made more great shows. And I think, like Heather said, um, it's their cash cow. You know, it's been their biggest show. And I think they're trying to ride that train, but almost... They're doing it too long and they're just really drawing out these seasons like that. Negan, it, it, it's like you guys said earlier, once Negan was introduced, the whole violence factor went way up and 
you know, they started introducing these characters that you knew just were going to be set up to die. So it's like, this is just no longer exciting anymore because I know people are going to die. Yeah. yeah. It, it's crazy to think that, that like I said, it, it's still going on, but like I said, it's, but like to, it's only going to be the cash call for so long. So as I said, I'm actually, like, I pulled it because I read this the other day. Um, the, uh, Walking Dead uh, season eight premiere. The show's 100th episode post the lowest premiere ratings since the third season. Um, it works below. Wow, sorry about that. Yeah, um, which ma- makes sense though, because you know that third season was right after they they spent all that time on the farm, so it was like people didn't really know what to expect going into the third season. That one, I I can understand why there was a dip. This is people not liking it, you know, or like not coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not super surprised to hear that, you know, because it's like what we're talking about. We all used to be fans, and now we're just not as interested anymore. There's too many good shows on nowadays that I'm interested, you know, in learning about and getting into and that are just starting up. You know, Walking Dead, it was great for when it lasted and when it was in its prime, but it's just starting to lose its yeah. lose its value. Like I said, I mean, you can keep the title and everything, but I think they really it's really time for them to end this storyline and you know find a branch or a new group or figure out something to refresh everything and you know kind of move forward because i I think you're saying um herschel somehow was supposed to be back right like he he was coming back to the series the dude who got his head cut off i really don't know (laughs) he could he just could come back and visit maggie like in her head or something right because maggie his daughter's still around yeah well there's there, like there supposed to be a whole bunch of flashback sequences because uh uh john Berthnall too was is actually oh yeah that too um so there's there's, there's a whole bunch of flashbacky i wonder if the, i honestly wonder if there's even like a whole flashback episode i hate when shows do that uh, yes I, yeah drives me nuts when shows do that but I said, well and walking dead used to do that a lot they did the real gimmicky um you know uh episodes that didn't really fit in like the i remember like people were complaining about like the governor backstory one and stuff and wasn't there one like a few seasons after that where like just two characters are walking in the woods like the whole time like they did this really like trying to be like artistic kind of episodes so i could totally see a flash 100 flashback episode happening yeah um, it- i have a good i have a good question hmm. so i know at one time I would have been very excited that Walker Stalker Con was coming to Phoenix. And this coming January, Walker Stalker Con is coming to Phoenix. Um, I, we haven't talked about this since it got announced, but I don't know if you guys have seen this guest list. Um, but like so far, they've announced about 10 people that Carl's coming, Jesus, Abraham, Rosita, uh, Merle, Michael Rooker. Like there's some pretty big names um, from the early days of Walking Dead. Are you guys excited at all to maybe go check out Walker Stalker Con and Nate? Did, did, are you are you going to meet Carl? Coral. 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 Yeah. Um. Regardless of that, I'm still a horror fan at heart, and the whole idea of zombies and all that sort of movie and stuff. Um. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna go to Walker Stalker Con. It's the first one in Phoenix. I'm gonna go. I'm going as long as we don't have to pay for it. Ah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say that too. I was just waiting for somebody else. Uh, so they, they do have a special right now. I saw 
yesterday for this weekend. So if you are in the Phoenix area or if you're nearby and, and want to come hang out in January, um, check out Walker Stalker Con. Uh, they have a buy one, get four free pass Whoa. thing going on this weekend. Damn. And so for 50 bucks, I think you get, I think it's buy one, get four free or three free. So you get like four passes for 50 bucks, like for a Saturday. That seemed like a pretty good deal to me. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> they do that a lot. I don't know how much pay, how much attention you guys have paid to Walker Stalker Cons, but they always run crazy good deals. So if you're paying full price to go to the one of these, you're nuts because they always end up doing doing deals. Yeah, no, that that's that. This seems like an epic insane. deal, right? Yeah, like, like a desperation kind of deal. So I don't know. I was I'll think about it. Like I, I still like right right. I still like Chandler Riggs. Uh, Michael Rooker seems to be in town every other week. Uh, but like Michael he Cudlitz, really does. yeah. Rosita, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll go check it out. Hey, they all, they all have pops. Like maybe get a Walking Dead pop signed. Who, who knows? Jesus himself. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's a pretty good list, and it's early. They usually get all the big people. Um, like Norman Reedus is at almost all of them. Um, Andrew Lincoln yeah. usually doesn't come except for the, the Atlanta one, but yeah, uh, they're, they're kind of already there at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest one because it's the easiest, but. Yeah. Um, like it's already a pretty cool list. I, I don't know, but I'm, I like, I was thinking about getting out of the walking dead pop game. I've got, I don't know, maybe a dozen or so. I don't, I don't have very many, but I'm like, when I, when I was going through my pops the other day and I was looking at what to cut out or try to cut back a little bit, I'm like, I don't think I need to collect walking dead anymore. Cause I don't watch this show. But then I saw that list. I'm like, Ooh, Chandler Riggs. I'm like I can get my Carl pop signed. And I, I don't know. Like, I guess it depends on how much it costs. You are the signed pop game now. I am, but I'm, in, I'm mostly the WWE signed pop game, thanks to that wrestling club. Yeah. I did look up Jake the Snake, too. Jake the Snake Roberts is going to be at Tucson Comic Con here in a couple of weeks. I think he only charged about 20 bucks for an autograph, so uh, that's definitely yeah. happening. Yeah, so say that is not bad at all, actually. Yeah, 20 bucks going to happen. Oh, my God. Are we talking about... <laughs> I can't what? Even... I can't even keep a straight face. I said, I said, I'm looking at I'm looking at this guest list so far for Walker Stalker. Yeah, their biggest name draw right now is Michael Rooker. I think Chandler Riggs is bigger than Rooker. Yeah, dude, because Rooker goes to everything. Chandler so, Riggs only goes to the Walker Stalker ones now. Rooker's been another other shit. Besides okay. I, yeah, I, I know, but 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 I mean, doesn't Michael Rooker was at Phoenix Comic Fest? Michael Rooker goes to every other convention like every weekend. Chandler yeah. Riggs really doesn't go to a convention every weekend. So I think he's a little bit of a bigger draw because he's he's kind of more special and more unique. It's harder to meet him. Like I've been at two or three conventions already without trying that Michael Rooker was at. Yeah. I even got a picture with him the first time in San Diego. So like I get it, but he's he's everywhere. Yeah, so you guys are forgetting one of the big names that's on that list that it's not for anything to do with uh, the Walking oh. Dead or anything. Ross Marquand, yeah. the Good dude fun. who took over as Red Skull and signed a deal with Marvel, is that gonna be there? Yeah, so I about that. try to get him like stuff now before he starts charging a shit ton at the other conventions. When Jeremy it comes through. Jeremy, you can get him to sign your Stonekeeper pop if you had one. Yeah. I know, me neither. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, that's the one thing I'm kind of curious about is like, oh shit, like, oh, hey, he's there. Art, 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 art's dropping toy con in Las Vegas. Oh, dude, they have uh, 
Eric Estrada and the other guy from Chips are coming. I just saw that today. So, so, Art, Art, have you been to ToyCon in Las Vegas? You mean the thing that's handled inside the casino, not Circus. in a convention center, uh, just in the casino? Okay. Well, did you go last year? Because like I said I went last year. That's my first time. I'm like I was, I was actually excited to go to ToyCon. But then, memories. But then once I got there, I was utterly disappointed. <laughs> I basically wanted my $6 Uber fare back. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Uh, just because it's the weirdest convention setup that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, so it's, it's they, they host it inside Circus Circus. But you'd think they'd, that they'd host it like in a convention center. Um, but they don't. <laughs> they, they, what, what they do is they, they host it actually literally in the casino uh, so basically they put up these fabric walls um separating the slot machines uh and and the actual quote unquote convention going on um it's all it's different that's that's for sure um i remember uh, <laughs> i remember my, my my time there last year i'm like i felt like i had to walk around like 20 times just to make sure that yeah. i'm like you know what I, uh, I I got I got my value here and then left. Dude, they had a few celebrity guests last year, but they're bringing the fire this they, year, man. Yeah, they they are. They've got like I said, they got Eric Estrada and Larry Wilcox from OG Chips. They've got uh, the mom from Stranger Things. They've got Will Byers from Stranger Things. They got two Wait. guys from Super Troopers. Oh. Couple Ooh. Star Wars people like old school, like General Beers and uh, Bib Fortuna. Who doesn't love Bib Fortuna? Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's a pretty good guest list. Like art gets to go for free. Like I would definitely go for free, dude. You, you out of all, the, you want to go for free? I, I I will go as long as I don't have to go by myself like I did last year. Yeah, dude. No, <laughs> no, just it, we'll we'll go. It's like, a, what March right is usually March first, second, yeah. and third. So. We'll, dude, we'll, so. Go. I'll get us some hotel rooms. Um, so, uh, so out of all those guests, I'd be most excited to meet the Super Troopers guys. I, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, right yeah. Foster, man. So hey. it's what Eric Stolansky and uh, Paul Sutter. Actually, um, you see my Eric Stolansky. Uh, oh yeah, picture in the back. Sweet. From uh, Bambox, right? Yes, from Bambox. So I would love to actually go get additional people to go sign that. General Veers from Star Wars, Julian Glover. Holy crap! Yeah. So if you, you guys, if you guys want to go, I said, I'll, I said, just because I said I'll have a lot better time if I'm like hanging out with you guys. Um, I will go. Uh, you are forgetting one of the greatest character actors of all time, Bulk from Power Rangers. Paul Schreer is going to be there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they've got they got that guy comic relief Dude, yeah Greedo, the guy that played Greedo is gonna be there yeah oh. plus a ton, ton of uh transformer voices like optimus prime megatron Ooh. uh like there's like six guys here that all did voices for the uh for their cartoon that's hey, kind of cool do you mean uh peter cullen uh, I think I so. just... yeah peter cullen the voice of optimus prime yeah that's it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's amazing. And Frank Welker, who's yeah. our months roll out. Yeah, no, like, everything, including Frank does everybody, including Santa's little helper from The Simpsons. Yes, 
And uh, the voice of uh, usually he's a uh, Fred and Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big, right? Yeah. Oh god. I don't know, man. We got Brendan, the Hot Wheels designer. Yeah. Oh. Big names. Big names. All right, so let's get on track because I realized this at 20 minutes. Now we're at ToyCon here. We need to talk about another steaming pile of turds that we call Venom. Oh like a, yeah. Like so what you guys think of wind, right? What'd you guys think about Venom? <laughs> did anybody uh, okay, raise your hand. Did any of us actually give enough craps about that movie to go see it? Nope. I had no desire to see it. So to tell you the truth, I was like after work on Friday, I was like, maybe I'll go see it. And then I was like I have way better like I can think of like ten better uses of my time than going to that movie on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> like, so let me ask you this this because all of you skipped it, right? Yeah. So let, let's go here, right? I had no interest in seeing it. I said from the beginning I wasn't gonna see it, but I think the three of you all were planning on it. Like what happened? What yeah, changed your what mind? What was it that uh that that flipped it? For me, it's as more footage showed up. I think like at first I was like, Oh, I don't think it's going to be good. Um, and then I started seeing more stuff come out from it and more like trailers and bits of information. And I think what really sealed the deal was Tom Hardy when he came out, he's like, Hey, th there was like 40 minutes of the movie cut. And they were the best 40 minutes that I really enjoyed, which was him being like, if you don't like it, there's a lot of stuff that we filmed that we cut the you know studio cut out. It's not our fault. That was just a couple of days before, right? I read yeah. that on Collider on like Tuesday or Wednesday. It's like, ugh. So I don't know, man. As soon as he came out to distance himself from the movie, just to be like, if it's bad, don't blame me. Like, I was like, oh shit. Like, I don't think this is a good movie at all. I, I, read, okay. I read the best article, though, about how uh, his son said he could do better. His own kid said he did the, oh, like, the movie. Ouch. Ouch. Jeez. Yeah. And, and, so I'm looking at Brian here. He said, I'm a Venom fan, but don't want to see a standalone of Venom. I agree. I think especially yeah. if you're not going to have it with Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's one of the things I said when this movie was first brought up was it just doesn't make sense that Spider-Man's not in this movie because a lot of Venom's traits are inherited from when he takes over Spider-Man. So it just doesn't make sense. You know, the spider on his chest, they don't even have that in the movie. Um it just it's weird it's almost like it's just a cash grab because they couldn't get the you know tom holland to be in the movie it would have made a lot more sense if you're going to try to pay justice to this hugely important character that a lot of people really like you should have waited until you could have introduced him in a spider-man movie properly well i i really think that this movie was sony trying to jump the gun yeah they have had a proven history of not doing well with superhero movies yeah and then with Marvel going well and Spider-Man being back with Marvel, but they still own him, but he's like back like with them. They thought we're going to bank off of that Spider-Man thing and we're going to people are going to love this movie because it's related to Spider-Man. People are on this high after like Infinity War. Yeah. They're going to like this superhero thing. Uh, the problem is we want good superhero movies, like quality ones, not just putting out shit to put out shit well it's like, like the dc comic effect you know it's like they did the same thing because marvel was riding high on their movies and they released their stuff too soon and they rushed it and it came out bad yeah. and this is a whole nother example i agree with you completely and, and i really think that you need to have that comic book studio oversight 
that Marvel has with these movies to be like, nah, like, don't do that. Like, actually have that writing staff have those consultants with the comics to to kind of feel it out and figure out, is this going to be good for, for what we want to do with this movie? And if, you know, the people who fucking invented the, the characters go, nah, bro, don't do that. Maybe don't do it. You know, or maybe okay. How would you approach this? It's it's almost like they're so stubborn, and they started down the, the track, right? They get greenlit or something, and they're like, "We're gonna make a Venom movie," and then all these little things start to fall apart. They're like, "No, we're not gonna stop. Just keep pushing forward. Like it's gonna work. Trust us." And like you said, nope. It's like they don't listen to each other, and that's where like kind of I guess the Kevin Feige effect, or even maybe I know Star Wars is a mess, but like Kathleen Kennedy just having one person that kind of oversee it works but when you try to do these weird things and you got people telling you it's a bad idea even like nate just brought up why does venom not have the spider on his suit like that right there should be a red flag that you guys probably shouldn't even make in this movie man right or at some point like just, just sit down and talk with some people um and just to figure out like when they first announced the movie and you had that first trailer and the fan reaction was I'll say mostly negative. At what point do you go, nah, nah, like we're going to keep going with what our thing is. Fuck those people who don't like our thing. They're going to see the next trailer and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's totally like, backwards. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like Larry said, it d- doesn't make sense to me why you would make something that so many people are telling you you shouldn't make. Yeah. You know, if you want this movie to be a quick I, cash grab or do you want it to be like this legendary no. title that people keep referring back to and they want to see more sequels of because now they've they've screwed themselves for the future yeah because they know like as i go through to it like again i can't trust sony with another movie and in fact they did so bad with like the the movie and the reviews and everything i'm almost concerned about into the spider-verse like it almost makes me be like how did they mess up the animated spider-man they're coming out with from what I've seen of the the end of the Spider Verse, and hopefully you guys agree, it actually looks really good. Like one of Marvel's best animated movies in a long time. So I hope it lives up to that. Yeah, I, I agree. It looks good. I, I hope. I know it's Sony Animation is different from like the the Sony Pictures. So I'm hoping that it you know being a different group, they actually could do it a little bit better. But it does kind of scare me. Like again, they have not had a great track record of superhero movies you know they go for that quick cash grab and the paint by numbers you know superhero movies look what they did to amazing spider-man uh, it's like literally yeah. so studying study boings uh scott i made sure to say it right um make a movie sell merch money 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 oh. yep <laughs> yeah no dude you got it correct on there it's they looked at that dollar sign and said Hey, you know who makes a lot of money and people really like Venom? Let's make a Venom movie. And then someone was like, "Well, let's make a good Venom movie." And somebody went, "Nah, fuck that. We don't have enough time. Make a movie, and we'll still make a shit ton of money off of merchandise." So, do you think this one's going to change their outlook on that though? Like, I, Homecoming did good, right? It made money. It made a lot of money, and but people liked it. But they didn't do Homecoming oh, exactly. But so, right. so future, do they just give up on doing things? by themselves or do they realize that the best way they can make money and make it sustainable with these characters and have sequels right and, and build that enterprise is by teaming up with disney is this yeah. like right is this the is this the one that breaks 
uh, Spider-Man's back yeah. where, where it's like, all right, <laughs> Disney, we still want part of the rights and merchandising or however, whatever that deal looks like, but you guys take control, take our characters. You're getting fantastic Four. you're getting the X-Men just here, take it and do something awesome. We just want our small piece. And we'll keep our, we'll keep our little deal where we make yeah. the money. We off make money for doing nothing, right? Yeah. Like who doesn't want to make money for doing nothing? We just, uh, yeah, they make money for just letting somebody else make a movie with a character they own the rights to. Yeah. If, why are they trying to focus on making their own movies when they clearly fail at it? And like, I, I don't know what their, their fucking plan is. I think that seems like they haven't learned. I think that's going to be it though. I, I think to your point, Larry, I think they're going to, they're literally going to have to, they're going to be at a point to where they're just going to lease out the characters or maybe they have some like production rights, distribution rights, or or something yeah. where where you know Marvel Studios is producing it, but maybe Disney you know, or maybe uh sorry Sony has like some distribution rights on it. They, they, they got to work out something just because when the first thing that they changed about this movie was in the trailer, you, it wasn't even saying Marvel Pictures like all the other Sony movies have said. It's You're in right. association with Marvel. So yeah. like like you know what. It's a Marvel character, but they're not putting their name on it. Yeah. At all. It, 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 the thing that scared me at first was back in the day when somebody asked, and they had Sony Pictures and Kevin Feige on a stage, and somebody asked, is like, is this part of the MCU? And the Sony people were like, yeah, it totally is. And Kevin Feige was like, no. uh, pump the brakes. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's the, yeah, it's, it's that. completely, they're like, at this point, they're like, yeah, no, he's never going to be, this, this version's never going to be in anything. Oh, here I, I, I gotta, I gotta steal here. You guys keep talking. I know Scott. I'm gonna pull up exactly what you're talking about because it's actually hilarious. It is. It is. So he's, she's like, yeah, yeah, and he's, Mm-mm, no, <laughs> like, like, guys, like, nah, we're good. We we have the characters we want. We're we're fine here. Yeah, hold up a second. I didn't agree to that. Mar- Marvel is completely fine without without <laughs> the characters. You're creating it. No, we don't need it. Yeah. Like, Back to what you guys have been saying. So many red flags. I cannot believe this movie continued to be made. Yeah. Right there was the red flag before they even started production. Yeah. When Marvel was like, ah, uh, no, this sounds like a bad idea. Like, that yeah. should have told you it's a bad idea. I think well, Marvel is like, we'll, we'll see what your script is like. And then probably a week later, they're like, ah, no way in fucking hell. Like, uh, it's not going to happen. Here, let's, let's go ahead and throw a clip in here real quick. Of Kevin don't, hey, Jeremy, before you do this, don't break the stream like you did last time you played a clip. I'm not. Uh, I'm a dick. I'm not breaking the stream here. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. We're gonna lock it on me. This is Kevin Feige and the president of Sony and his reaction to to uh, uh, Spider-Man joining the or Spider-Man and uh, Venom in the MCU. Well, all take place in the world that we are now creating for for you know for <laughs> yeah i love the face adjuncts to it they may be different locations but it will still all be in the same world and they will be connected to each other as well so there is a chance that and tom holland as spider-man will pop up somewhere there's over a chance. there's always a chance there's always a chance <laughs> I think one of the things that Hello Darkness, my old friend was so brilliant. I've come to talk. Oh my. So so go back to it. He just keeps on staring at her for like a good like five minutes in this entire interview. That face is the face of a person that's like, look at this bitch. Like 
What is she talking about? Okay, cut the seven and go for it. Go, we're good. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we... <laughs> yeah, no, that that face is exactly what I was talking about. Where he's just like, where he, he just stares at her. Yeah, like, like bitch, are you crazy? And then he came out in like a press statement later as like, that was never discussed. Like, we'll we'll find out later. She like, was we'll, so we'll excited. Yeah, she's so excited. She's like dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. Dollar dollar bills. We're gonna be part of the MCU. Sony's building them side stories, and they're like, Marvel's like, no. It's like you know what it is. It's like the little brother that's always like, yeah, we want to go play out in the playground with the big kids, and the big kids are like, yeah, we'll come get you when it's time for you to come out, and then they just never come get them. That's exactly uh, what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's high and go seek. Where they never go and find them. Yeah. Yep. Everyone's like, did we find everybody? Dude, your little brother's still out there. He's like, no, fuck that kid. Like, <laughs> just leave him out there. We can go play like four other games before we find him. We're fine. Sony's, like, over, there. Sony's this, over there in the bush, like, they're never gonna find me. Yeah, I'm part of this this game. Like, no, they're not. Like no. the other big kids are already planning like 18, 18 different sequels without any of the characters that you own. Like, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> But you're so excited to hide in them damn bushes. <laughs> like, all right, can we talk about some good stuff? <laughs> Let's talk about some good yeah, stuff. This is... we, we've depressed ourselves enough. We need some positivity in our lives. We've talked... what, are you, what, what are you thinking, Jeremy? Let's, let's talk about New York Comic Con. Like, New oh, York Comic Con. I feel like that's tomorrow. Kind of, I feel like that's kind of a sad topic too. Because we're not there. Oh, no, no, yeah. it's, a good, it's a good transition point because we had some some positivity out of that. And then, but I said it wasn't. Yeah, I say a little bit. We'll see. It leads us into like said a different topic. So basically, it was still shit, but it leads us into you know more positive. Wow, it wasn't all shit. Jeremy got something that he's been dying to get. I guess that's not even related to your comic card. Yeah, never mind. I was thinking. I was like, yeah, that's it. But I realized that wasn't an exclusive. No. No, Did you buy Jeremy? I bought. I finally got my Dino Ultra Zord. Um, now these guys can basically stop hearing me bitch and moan that I don't have a Dino Ultra Zord. 10 but inch Funko Pop. 10 inch. Well, it's it's also the first, like I said, I went back to double check to make sure I'm not misquoting. It's the first original 10 inch sculpt. Yeah, you're That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, this prompted uh, some conversation about Power Rangers and the different Megazords and how much we liked that as a kid. I, I want to see it in person because uh, it sounds awesome fucking heavy like it's, it is it's big it's well it's the yeah, dino ultra zord so it's that, like i i was actually surprised at the size of the box because you know i'm used to the tennis boxes but since this is kind of a different shape it's it's in a it's the box is huge no, no, no nerd smithing is in the chat right now ever since i saw him yeah. get it and like i said he didn't like said i saw that video of his unboxing I'm like man i'm like i've wanted it even before then but like i said when he when he did his video uh so if you haven't checked out Nerdsmithing's video or Nerdsmithing channel, make sure to go check out his channel. It's a great channel. Um, uh, he does an awesome unboxing. This thing, this thing is awesome. He had this thing like three weeks, three, four weeks ago. Um, At least, yeah, it was forever. Yeah, it was like forever ago because he lives uh, close to Funko HQ, so he picked it up from there. Um, the thing is killer looking. Like I said, it's amazing. Did you open it? But I haven't opened it yet. Ah. In the box collector Jeremy on Friday said he was going to open it. I, I am I am going to open it. I am going right, to cool. Yeah. So we, me, Scott, and uh, Jeremy, right? We 
there there were no New York Comic Con exclusives that Jeremy and I wanted. Zero. No. That's where I that's where I was going with like this isn't a fun topic. Of of the 50, 60 Funko releases um that came out for New York Comic Con, there were none that either of us wanted. But Target saved the day with the, the impromptu Target Con. Target also Con dropped what, like, I don't know, a dozen pops and various other items um also on Friday. So we headed to Target. Uh, what maybe 30 minutes before they opened uh, i think jeremy was eighth in line uh got the last or second to last uh power rangers pop so that was cool um i really was just coming along just to hang out i think scott was too um there was one thing that i know we both kind of wanted um and it was the golden girls funko pop cereal yeah Nice. I don't, you can't really see mine. It's behind the DC metal. It's like it's holding up my DC metal right now, actually. But you know what uh, I can see uh, right next to it? That Bob Ross Funko Pop Pez that you bought. You can see. Yes, I was gonna say you can see the the Pez in the background there. Uh, that was the one thing when when Larry was like, you know, they're gonna have the the Bob Ross Pezes. I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy one of those. Like the one thing that I need. I love me some Bob Ross. That man is a fucking treasure. So, so I so with that guy about the Bob Ross Pez as well. Uh, I was I was actually just looking at it. I'm like, I'm like, God damn it! Um, I, I'm officially up to seven Funko Pezes now. I'm like, it's, it's become a thing. Nice, it's become a thing. Yeah, uh, Nerd Smithy says he got there at 12:30 a.m. We showed up like what 10 minutes before the store opened, and uh, it was like 20. Okay, 20 minutes before the store opened, yeah. and we were eighth in line. So. Yeah. We picked a good target to get to because yeah, we all there, got what we wanted. Exactly. And there were only like two people in line after us, too. So that means what? There's like 11, 12 people less than yeah. that. It was it was actually a cool thing. Like the tar- Target Con, having it with all those Target exclusives was actually kind of cool to have them drop on one day. I agree. And shout out to Target uh, because it was super organized, too. Yeah, uh, right? the, I will say that. It went I, well. I, yeah, the guy that was at the Target, at least that we went to, clearly was a collector and was having none of like the normal shenanigans that happen with like events like that. Like it was like, you're going to get in a damn line. You're going to come up, tell me what you want. And if you think the box is messed up, you're going to step aside and wait till everyone goes through. And then we'll talk like boxes and stuff. Like it's, uh, it was really organized. That's good, at least. What, where, what's Jeremy doing? Jeremy, what are you doing Jeremy, over there? <laughs> I don't know. He's. I was actually trying to show him up because I was like, I'm like, I have all my my Pez. It's funny. The whole time that Scott was talking, I was watching Jeremy's camera. Like, just, what is? I have all spin around his room. Uh, right there. Did you say Pez? Oh. Ooh. My Stanley isn't here, but I've got four now. I guess right, Captain Crunch uh bob ross and uh that little guy there is freddie funko so i do like though larry that you you have the stolen pez box (laughs) to go along with it whoa 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 (laughs) the old lady at the register said i could have it yeah after the first person at the register told you no (laughs) that was a different store (laughs) yes i love that you had to go for the second one for somebody to come up here yeah, the first store I went to, they had one Pez left. I bought it, um, and she wouldn't let me take the box. So I, I, me being diligent, I did not give up. Uh, I found another Target that had it when the Captain Crunch ones came out, and a nice old lady at the register said, I bet you'd like to take that box too, young man. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I would. 
cool. It makes the whole display. So, yeah, so, I needed it yeah. for sure. So I know that's not what we actually uh, wanted to talk about with New York Comic Con, but it, I mean, well, outside of the stuff that they had, like nothing they actually came out with was anything I thought was good at all. Like usually they have at least one item like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, not I, this time. The only well, thing I kind of wanted, like I said, was was uh was the uh the orange batman but it's toy tokyo's I, i'm not i didn't even try like and the, well, the, it still might go up online because i don't I, think it's going I, up online i'm yet. literally not gonna even try like i don't, I don't say I don't, yeah it's whatever it's not worth it it's not worth it to me yeah well and i agree kind of with something that larry said earlier he said there was no real reveals of funko pops that he liked and i, I don't collect funko pops but i collect mezco and there is this is probably the first time I have not bought a exclusive for uh, New York or San Diego uh, just because there was nothing from Mezco that I was interested in. They had the Ronin five Wolverine, which is Wolverine in like a samurai outfit with like a man bun and, um, you know, uh, samurai swords. And then they had um, a first appearance, Doctor Strange, which I was showing Larry this and Jeremy looks very much the same to the standard and i think the standard actually looks better yeah, so that, that's that's kind of disappointing actually that's and then yeah the, the doctor strange wasn't different enough to justify it was very much the same yeah. yeah. wasn't there like one item that was different or it was just like slightly different it came with there you go jeremy yeah, it's a he comes with a red cape and then his shirt's a little different, right? Yeah, uh, the standard. Yeah, that's the exclusive Jeremy was looking at right there. Standard. Here's the exclusive, right? Oh, yeah. Very like it's like, I was like, there's one thing that was like a little bit different. I was like, that's not enough to justify it. Like, unless you're a Doctor Strange super collector, but yeah. I don't think there's many Doctor Strange super collectors out there. Right, and even the Wolverine, it's the sixth Wolverine that they're gonna make because. I, you know, there's some characters they just go ham on. They they've made a ton of Batman's, which I love, but they're now they're making a ton of Wolverines, and I think other people would appreciate other characters to be introduced. You I know, t- hey, I totally forgot about this PX exclusive too. That's where they got the stupid globe from. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's even lamer than before. That's true. It's not even a unique accessory. So the only thing that's really unique about that Doctor Strange is his outfit, which looks very similar to the standard, and I like the way the standard looks better. I think it's more comic accurate, which is cooler in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I like so, the Doctor Strange very much, though. I yeah, love, Strange I, love, love I love the, the Mezco Doctor Strange. So much Did you stuff. order one? Oh, I bought it from Nate. Same <laughs> 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 idea. Yeah. Even better. I got a chance to look at that thing, and it is sweet. It was actually sad for me to give that up. I might actually get another one at some point down the road. But um, Mezco did a really good job on it. And it's like probably one of the best Doctor Strange figures I've seen because I've seen some other ones from Marvel. They made a Marvel Legends Doctor Strange. Uh, the likeness was not there. Um, and they also made an SHF one. And I just don't like the look of that. I think this one looks probably the best out of the Doctor Stranges I've seen. You know what? <laughs> you know what we should talk about? Uh, we should talk about DC Primal Rage. Why? Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, can you get the pictures of DC Primal Rage? Because I'm looking at Nate's Batman collection there on the shelf. 
there's one thing Nate loves. It's Batman. He's I could see what like at least half a dozen, maybe more Batman yeah. figures right there on the show. The the thing that that makes me laugh is the fact that you brought that up, and I saw Nate's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got ten Batman behind me. Yeah. Alone. But if you don't have one that looks like this, take it away, Jeremy. All right. Wait, wait. You mean this awesome looking Joker, <laughs> dude? No, like or. Batman. I love love me some Funkos, but like, if you're gonna emulate any type of action figure, why the fuck did you choose (laughs) the He-Man weirdly proportioned characters to pick? Like, you could have done the old like GI Joes with the rubber band in their belly, like anything, but you picked. This weird He-Man where their upper body is like their legs shouldn't physically be able to like hold their upper body based on like that proportion. Look at that. Those little squatty legs. Looks like it's, they're squatting down to go take a dump. Yeah, like no, it's it's they're squatting down to take a lump, but it's like they took um uh what's his name? The uh uh Tyrion Lannister, they put his legs with a normal person's body. They're just like like there you go. Or well, I think they're pretty awesome for what they are. The fact that they're like, uh, I think I saw on Reddit, it was a comment. They they look like bootleg He-Man, Batman figures, but they're licensed. I, I appreciate the fact that they're so ridiculous, but they actually got made. No, so, yeah. so it looks like DC was just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Like, that's fine. Like, well, I can't believe that somebody actually agreed to that Joker. Like, I'm sorry, but that Joker is utterly ridiculous. The Joker's pretty bad. It's yeah, bad. The, the Joker Prime looks looks the most no, out of place. So, so stop right there. Jeremy, go back to that. Why out of everything, they have all these He-Man characters and they have a normal looking Wonder Woman. Like, she's the only one that was like, yeah, I actually like the look of that you know, character. She, She-Ra didn't really have the same proportions as He-Man. She looks a little like She-Ra. I hadn't yeah. thought about it until just then. What's, her, what's legs, her, her legs look like the OG she if you've watched the toys that made us, that Shira line didn't come out for many years afterwards. That is a different toy line, sir. Um, yeah, that right there. Look, Aquaman. Like, what is that? Jeremy, lock that on you. Look at that thing. That one's pretty bad. Okay. Like, yeah, Jeremy's been showing them this whole time. You guys can get get an idea. I do kind of like the Green Lantern. It looks... Uh, they oh, all look like they are cool. trying to take a shit. Like, if they, I was going to get one, it would be Green Lantern, and then I'd probably have to get Batman because I can't have just one. Yeah, it, it's characters that all poop their pants and they don't know what to do. That's why they're <laughs> angry. They're like trying to they're like, what do I do now? Like, I have a I have a log. I don't even think you guys know. Uh, like Funko did a blog post on it this morning, a really long blog post. I hate it when Funko does really long blog posts, but anyway, um, I guess they teamed up with the YouTuber. And they tease these on this guy's YouTube channel. Like he found some, um, right, like old pre-production art or something. He's like, guys, I think DC was going to make these back in like the 80s. I don't know what this is. Teased it, teased it. They released like an animation where like he supposedly found this bootleg animation test shot thingy um, too. And then that morning when they did the official release, it was actually released by this guy. He's like, ah, I've been screwed with you guys for the past like two weeks. Guess what? This is an actual release collab by uh dc and funko it's actually pretty it's pretty cool marketing unfortunately it's completely lost on us who have a youtube channel and spend a decent amount of time online uh but it was 
It was pretty cool. You're talking about Pixel Dan, right? Yeah, Pixel Dan. Yeah, there we go. Thank yeah. you. So that's what you get for letting a YouTuber market your materials. Yeah, it got nowhere. But now that I, I'm reading about it after the fact, I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. I watched the I watched the cartoon part of it. Like it's totally He Man style. Like no voices or anything, but the art is amazing. Yeah, and you know, cool. I mean, it's a unique idea. I just think it's a little weird. It doesn't really fit the Batman name very well. I know they did what they did the Freddy and the Jason Voorhees already of the same kind of type, and it's just the same body, but with different paint. You know, they don't articulate, so it's not like you can bend their arms and make them pose they're just gonna be sitting there like this with their weapons you know yeah. so you're gonna have to be a big fan to really want the whole collection oh and uh yeah study boys uh we are not above selling out just unfortunately we are not popular enough to to, to be able to do so yet I, I will i will legitimate sell out in a minute <laughs> oh yeah funko comes knocking on the door there's not much i wouldn't do i'm done i'm out I'm out. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever you want, boss. Yeah. You want me to read your long <laughs> blog post? I will read those live on my on my podcast. No problem. Yeah. So, Earth really brings up the. I want the free NYCC one. Like, yeah, yeah, that too, right? They got the surprise exclusive. Uh, DC. What is it? Uh, clear ice man. It's the Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Translucent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. So. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. They give that away for free, but you know, what if people actually or best offer three fifty shipping? Ooh. How much? Fifteen dollars. That's all. Offer, plus three fifty shipping. I so, want one. so that scalper is putting a lot of uh, um, faith in the the quality and and the price of this this product. This just tells me they put it. They gave a shit ton of them out for free. Yeah, probably, probably gave is, a yeah. lot of them away. Yeah. yeah. I think they're really trying to get the name around like, hey, look at this new cool toy, toy line it that's going to be with DC. It looks just like He-Man. Yeah. But DC it, characters don't all look like He-Man. Right. Like what Scott's trying to say, it just doesn't match up well. Like, no. why are you trying to make, you know, the Joker look like a roided out, like weird? <laughs> like, I, I, I've, you know, I don't know. If you Does ever you... ask me, can can the Joker bench press 800 pounds? I'd be like, nah, bro. But now that oh. action figure, yeah, he can. Okay. I, I gotta show one more. I gotta show one more thing. I've never seen the back of one of these figures. Uh, let me. Oh, me neither. What do you got? Here, let me pull this. If they looked like this, it'd be a hundred percent different story. Oh yeah, they yeah. Know. Those are awesome. For sure. Yeah. I actually, I would just like I the art. Bad that. That Batman looks. Yeah. Well, but like Nate yeah. said, they can't make those poses. <laughs> or even the Joker doesn't even look that bad. No, no, King Shark looks awesome. Yeah. I feel like if they would have made this like uh kind of a Marvel Legends style, bigger six inch yeah. with and the, the detail. Yeah, and articulated, I think they actually would have had something on their hands. But yeah. the fact that it's this a uh, He-Man sculpt and they can't move, it's just weird. So uh also from that blog post, this was the brainchild of Reese O'Brien, who I know Jeremy and I completely appreciate his work. Yeah. So I think it was just his crazy idea. Supposedly Funko came, or no, DC came to Funko and they're like, hey, we were thinking about like some type of new figure line. What do you guys got? And Reese put his hand up and he's like, I got it. He showed it to DC. Apparently they fell in love with it right away. Um, 
and Reese like customizes his own He-Man figures. I think he has the whole collection of Masters of the Universe, including that Wonder Bread He-Man. Like he's he's pretty hardcore. So I appreciate the fact too that they let him take this crazy dream as a He-Man fan and be able to turn this into like an officially licensed product that's going to hit store shelves. Like that's pretty awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. It's it's interesting, but I don't know if it's the best thing. It's not. I'm- <laughs> As a stockholder, I'm not super excited. <laughs> As a fan of ridiculous things, I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. Okay. That, I, yeah, I, I need a roided out Joker and Batman. Like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised, like, um, you know, it's cool that Funko, you know, agreed to do it with him in DC as well. I'm surprised he didn't go to, like, Super 7, though, because Super 7 is currently making He-Man figures. They are. Of their six-inch and they're articulated. It would have fit right in with that line. You know, it would have been a good variation, so... But we'll see how it does, you know. It's like when they introduced the Pez, I wasn't sure if that was going to start flying off. And now I'm actually seeing it. I'm like, okay, these Pez are actually pretty cool. I can see why yeah. people would want to collect You them. actually but, own one. Yeah, yeah but, I do. But the thing is, Nate, with that, it's a Pez. Like, we knew what to expect going into it. Like, it's not it's, a fucking surprise that it's a Pez dispenser. True. Like, it's and, a Pez it's, dispenser with a pop head. Oh, but it's a, but I it's want a, one. But it's a five to eight dollar Pez dispenser as opposed to like the dollar fifty yeah, yeah. and two dollar with all right. the other ones over there in the Walmart shelf. So like it's, I said, it's, it's a crazy price point. It's that, a it's a Pez with a Funko head on it. Well, yeah, I know I know those two products. You mash them together, I'm fine with it. Well, I'm not fine with them making buff Joker. Like well, go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, it's just like so the, the, the Pez literally that has surprised me. <laughs> way beyond imagination because with the exception of like a couple times i've still yet to see them in a store like, no, so they, like they're like, gone as soon as they yeah, show up topic or a box lunch or anything else like that like i said i've looked and they haven't oh. been there and like I've, I've seen them a, a couple times at target and the, the, my second time seeing at target was this, this past event yeah. and people were picking them all up like it's yeah. just it's crazy yeah. yeah those captain crunch ones sold out pretty fast i saw them a couple times because i hunted them down uh, mostly to get them for you guys and because I wanted that box. Um, but uh, yeah, then yesterday was the first time I had seen one in a store in a while. And then I went to a different Target this morning. Um, all the Batmans had sold out and they only had Bob Ross left. So somebody yeah. was buying them. Well, and another thing I wanted to bring up, like me and Larry kind of talked about this and it's the packaging. This is the yeah. first like Funko that's been packaged in a clamshell and not in like a display box. Right, that box is really, really cool. It's yeah, not just your stupid bubble, right? The bubble package thing that normal Pez come in. These right. are pretty rad. Funko does a really good job with their packaging and branding their product. And these DC Primal Age figures don't really follow that. So I think even though it sounds silly, I think the packaging is going to go against them. The fact that they chose clamshell because then nobody's going to really want to open these things to keep them mint. You know, I don't know. I agree. It's yeah, so um, I, I I have two Stanleys and two Captain Crunches uh, because I bought one for Ian of each of those, and he has opened them. You can, as with most Funko items, you can pretty easily put them back into the, the box, right? Like uh, Ian occasionally enjoys buying Pez dispensers anyhow because he sort of likes the candy. Um, so he he got he got the Stanley, popped the candy in Stanley's head. It's in there. Eating, eating little gross <laughs> tablets out of, out of uh, Marvel Legends Stanley's head. Like, who, who doesn't want to do that, right? So, 
Um, yeah. Now, now that he's under the candy, I put the I put the dispenser back in the box. You can't even tell. No, yeah. I think what Nate's talking about though is the Primal Rage packaging. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well. They went with that. They went with the clamshell packaging on the, on the Primal Rage figures that you can't take it out and play with it and then put it back in the package. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, it just it, goes against the Funko formula because everything true. else they have is that way. And I, that's what I love about my my figures is that I can open them up, you know, take everything out, put them back in. You won't even know that I opened it up. Full you disclosure. Can say, you, can, you can take it out and play with it. Like that's you can say it's fine. Like you won't I know, even know you, it's out. I know that your 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 figure collection is the photography, but it's that's you're playing with your toys. It's fine, dude. Like I'm a 33 year old man and I play with toys almost on a daily basis. Same here. Like it happens. Yeah, but you know you want to sometimes be able to take it out of the package, and I think that's what's great about Funkos and it's great about some most modern toys nowadays. Full disclosure, I wasn't fully listening when Nate was talking before. Yay. <laughs> uh, it's okay, Larry. He's got the Chase Glow in the Dark Hulk Pez. That's not. I, oh, I, oh, that's cool. I, I never told this story. Did I, did I? Did I tell it on the podcast? I don't think so. Um. So I wanted the the Batman Pez, and so I found like this sketch website um, where I'm like, because I couldn't, I'd never found them in the stores. I and I and on eBay they were like selling between like 12 and 15 dollars i'm like i can't pay 12 or 15 dollars for a pez I, I i physically can't do it um so i found like this uh this weird pez website where they were selling them for five bucks like selling like the pez for five bucks uh but my batman and i end up getting the batman chase so i got, I got the batman oh, like, awesome. nice that's awesome yeah i don't have any pop uh pez chases yet so i'm a little jealous of you jeremy and of uh nerdsmithing one day I will own a I would, Pez. That's one, yeah, that's one I would definitely buy if I saw it. Chase right? Batman Pez, yeah. I would totally buy it. Are you going to get it? Are you going to show us that, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, so yeah, right there, bam. Wah, wah, he got the big nice. Batman. It's got like the smallest little Chase sticker ever. So cool, though. Little teeny tiny guy. I want that. Yeah. So let's. As we've gone on, so we've we've talked all that stuff. Let's we we've kind of talked bad, then we talked okay, and then we talked target, which and collectible shit, which brought us back up, right? So let's talk about something that's good. New video games came out this week, and it's glorious. What is it, Scott? It is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it is utterly amazing as a video game. This has been touted as the best in the series. Do you think it lives up to that, Scott? I would say yes. Okay, so here, here's the best comparison I have. So Assassin's Creed 1 was okay, and then Assassin's Creed 2 was amazing, right? They took everything good and expanded upon it. This is Origins Assassin's Creed 2, is the best way I could put it. Um, super open world. They, they made it way more like RPG style. I cannot tell anybody of that. I know uh, uh, Russ was in there saying that he uh, he was playing the crap out of it. Um, I have been too. Like I got it yesterday because I'm not. I'm a cheap ass. Uh, this one they actually did. If you bought like the um, more expensive, like the collector's edition or whatever, you got it actually on Tuesday, which was interesting. Um, it, it's the best. It is the best of the series so far. Like I, I'm only like ten or 
so hours into it, so I haven't really gotten through the story a lot, but it's actually really good. Like the fact that they added uh, branching storylines to it, which is so you can actually choose how you respond to people. So you can be an asshole or you can actually be nice or you can actually kind of choose how you approach a situation makes that um, kind of that play style completely different. You can choose whether you want to be stealthy or, you know, just go in and kill everybody. It's amazing. That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. I, I liked Origins, um, and this is one that I'll probably pick up eventually. Yeah, I highly recommend for anybody who liked Origins or that even played it um, to, to try to pick up because it takes everything that they did good and just makes it better. Does it uh, feel a lot like Origins, or does it feel kind of fresh again like Origins? It, it, it feels fresh again. Like You can tell that there was some basis back to it, like the way that you know the, some of the controls are pretty much the same. Uh, but instead of having just set things, you can actually have like, um, I, I really hate comparing it back to, to Dark Souls, but they have it where you have like skills again. So you can hold down uh, one of the, the keys and you can actually choose to like, like I have the Spartan kick from 300. So I, in the middle of a fight, like I want to kick that guy in the fucking chest. Like <laughs> I can hit a button and he kicks him in the chest. Like, so you actually have like special moves that you can use throughout fights or, you know, that depending on how you've set up your character, you can actually have different like hotkeys to do, you know, your specials, which is kind of amazing. That's pretty cool. So you can kind of customize your play style based on how you like to play. Exactly. Yeah, no, I was, I, was, <laughs> I know I heard that. Too. I, I, got, I got thrown by Larry's dog. Art. Art. Pretty so, says, so, what up? Yeah. So, so nerd thing doesn't like the, the boat thing. That's the one thing. Um, I will say is they did try to bring back some of the glory days of uh, Black Flag with the, the the boat stuff. It it's okay. Like I've been doing the the boating aspect of things a little bit. Not a huge fan. I think maybe as I I go through it a little bit farther, I'll I'll start to like it a lot more. I can see there's some potential there. Um, not not a huge huge fan. Um, I, I, I will say the the one thing that that actually I really like about it is uh, they added the new exploration mode. So instead of just being like, hey, go across the map and go to this exact spot, they only kind of tell you like, uh, it's roughly in this area. Like you should, they're probably down by the water. So you actually, they actually give you just hints as to where to go and you have to kind of figure out where everything happens at. So it kind of gives you like, oh, they're east of this fort go find it. So it, it kind of brings back to like breath of wild where they just give you like, go here and then kind of go East from that. And you'll probably find what you're looking for. Um, it makes the game a lot funner when they're not just telling you just go here and do this thing. So nice. I've never played an Assassin's Creed game before. Would you recommend this to someone like myself who's not familiar with this franchise? Is it something you can jump in and be good to go? Or do you need it's... to play another Assassin's Creed game first? So, yes and no. Uh, you could pick this up and play it. It's the very first game of the thing. There is, like, an ongoing story that's happened throughout every single game that actually happens in modern day. And, and that's the one thing that kind of drives me nuts is that they each game in the series, even though it takes place in different time frames continues this one long modern day story that 
is maybe like 15 minutes of the game, right? Only once or twice do you get pulled out of like historical setting to go back to modern day. But like as a company, they need to to figure out what to do about that or make that as an optional thing because I think it kind of throws people off. I was just going to say, do you like you? You're one of the probably the most avid Assassin's Creed fans I know. Do you I, think I legitimately like, have the assassin symbol on my car? Yeah. So I have to ask you, do you think they should just get rid of the animus stuff? Like, just is that really necessary to have that half of the story always being told? So, uh, so what I like is the idea that you are a person experiencing, like, you're not just showing it of what happened in history. You're actually being like, oh, you're actually a person in modern day experiencing another person's past. I like that idea, but the whole idea that there's this whole tangential story that's happening in the modern day gets a little fucking old. Like, I really don't care that this fight that happened in ancient Greece is still going on today. Eh, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's always been a weird concept. I think it was better explained in the first games and it made more sense but as it's gone on it's like oh that's still a thing the animus yeah. and this real world story and yeah i, I kind of liked uh when they did the post assassin's creed 3 games where it was like they turned it into like oh we want to make video games and you're going to be a tester so and you don't have to be a, a blood relative anymore you can just pick anybody's dna and relive their life i like that idea because there really wasn't there was a little bit of like this whole we're still fighting, but we're doing it all in the digital age shit. Um, they really need to get rid of my fucking camera keeps zooming. And I don't <laughs> like it. Um, they need to get rid of that. Uh, they they need to find a way to write that shit out or to make it like skippable is what I, I really think they need to do. Yeah, that sounds easy enough. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like if you don't want to do it, you press start or whatever a button and skip whatever control i don't have right. a playstation so i don't know what these crazy controls are you press that triangle yeah bam, and we're done <laughs> you're gonna leave the animus do you want to do that yeah fuck no like, let's move on <laughs> like, skip this part of the story ah uh, fuck that shit no i'm good um yeah so so far i like it they uh the one good thing is with uh the mercenary system they kind of brought in a little bit of the um nemesis system from uh uh the more uh shadow mordor games like so it was it's kind of cool that you have this whole secondary group of people that you know if you piss somebody off they hire somebody to come try to kill you and depending on your level that's who gets sent to you and you have this person that could hunt you throughout the game it makes it kind of cool but it's um yeah, like the, the, the only drawback is that modern day shit. And it's the only thing I don't like about it. Hmm. So you said it's kind of got the system like Shadow Mordor where there's like captains and lieutenants that you can kill. Kind of like that. So it's not like captains and lieutenants. You actually have uh, what are called mercenaries now. So depending yeah. on how and you actually rank among them because you your character is a mercenary themselves. So you have this whole kind of list of mercenaries based on how strong they are and things and as you kill or you can actually just decide not to kill them in the end and recruit them as your like underling you move up that ranking 
So the next time that you like just needlessly murder somebody, when they hire a mercenary, it'll be a higher rank guy coming after you. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. That's a different way they've changed it up too. Yeah. And so, and that I don't think ever stops. So it's something that for like end game stuff, you can keep going after other mercenaries and things. One of those things I actually did like from Shadow of Mordor was that whole system of taking out their captains to make that leader weak so that when you actually go and fight them, they're not quite as powerful anymore. Right. Right. So just think it's uh, the, the nemesis system light. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the things you do, do piss people off to the point where they may hire somebody to try to kill you. And the more bad stuff you do, the more, you know, the stronger the person they send after you might be. Cool. So Scott recommends Assassin's Creed. I do. It it is it was getting surprising uh, scores in terms of uh, you know just kind of like user reviews and, and critic reviews. It's well deserved. Like the I think what eighty something that it has on Metacritic right now is completely deserved. Uh, it'll it'll be a it'll be a Black Friday pickup for me probably. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I know yeah. you're in the middle of Origins, Jeremy. So, just think of that with more shit added to it. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm like, you know, I'm not, that's why I'm just waiting till Black Friday to pick it up. We're only a couple weeks away from Black Friday. That's Ooh, pretty exciting. That's crazy. So, oh, as yeah. I'm going on to Metacritic right now, uh, Venom has a 35. Ew. Ew. God, that is so bad. All right, I just want to give one quick shout out to the artist Banksy. I don't know if you I just. I don't, I don't oh know, like, my what? god. This is amazing. Have you heard have you heard this? Oh, I love this. This is the best story ever. I have no idea what you're talking about. So do you do you, do you know who Banksy is? I do. He's that street artist guy. He did uh the Andre the Giant. Yeah, so he, did, right? he does, does all the street art. So, he did this painting and he framed it up and then like so like years ago. Like years ago. Hmm. Somehow it made it like said so somehow it passed along and it made it to an auction. A publicly like a public auction. That and motherfucker it, built a shredder into the thing. So after it sold for $1.4 million, like literally two minutes later, it shredded itself. Yeah. So oh, at some wow. point, either him or somebody in the audience had like a, a fucking remote yeah. and was like, all right, sold. And then they started selling the next item. And then you just see like, <laughs> you just see the thing go from the top and just inside its frame, just go down out of shredder out the bottom of the damn frame. <laughs> Wow. The worst part of this whole story is the auction house is like, uh, I think we're still going to charge you the 1.4 million for that because uh, it might be worth more now that it's shredded because of the situation in which it was shredded. Uh, so, yeah, you know, sure. You shredded your painting, you still owe us 100 and some. Was it, it was a 1 million pounds, right? Is what it sold for? So, yeah. Where's uh, where's bears and tanks to do that conversion math for? <laughs> I think we just, I think Jeremy and I just did because yeah. all the articles I said was one million pounds, and yeah, I think that's like 1.4 yeah. million Americans. So, yeah. yeah, it I've watched the video too, it's amazing to see people's faces because they're watching, they're all turned and they're watching like the next item that's up for auction, right? So, they're all looking, and then you just see all these people go, Yeah, so an alarm goes off. <laughs> Alarm goes up. Everyone looks. Anything. <laughs> you see, it's it's not like a bad shredding. You know, it's not like the diamond ones that are good for security, right? It's just it comes out in little strips. 
Here's, like it's it was fucked up. Here's a here's a here's, <laughs> halfway through as it's just shredding out the bottom of the frame. <laughs> the bottom of the frame. It's freaking genius. Yeah. The best uh, part of it is like, well, we think it actually still has value at what you paid for it now that it's shredded. Kind of. There's a story with it. Yeah. But you, have story you still like, have shredded pieces of paper. It's not what you just paid a million dollars or pounds. My, my only question is like, how did they convince them? Because that painting, I think, was like two or three years old, right? It yeah, maybe more than that. One of the most famous paintings. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it's at least like at least three years, right? At a minimum, three years old, if not more. So this was a long haul thing. That he was like, at some point, they're gonna sell this fucking thing, and I'm gonna hit that clicker. And I'm gonna shred this shit. Like that was a long like con that he played with that shit. Like kudos to you. You were in it for the long game. <laughs> yeah. Like who waits three years for a practical joke? Like. <laughs> If not more than that, I, I, it may be more. I'll have to take a look and see what it was painted. I think it was more than that. Like, it was one of his first like works of art. So it's, I, yeah, it's old. Like, uh, as Brian says, why did it get shredded? Uh, because Banksy had a clicker that fucking shredded that thing because he hates corporate things. He hates basically people making money off of his stuff. Yeah. So when they sold his work of art, he fucking shredded it. Yeah. So there, there's a whole bunch of different. So if you guys don't know about Banksy, like there's a whole bunch of stuff online about him. Like honestly, some some of the coolest stuff ever too. Like so, like one time, because no one actually knows who he is. No one, no one has actually seen him. Um, so one time, I said he actually came to New York and pretended to be a street artist and handed out basically all these prints to like all these homeless people, uh, basically of him doing all this painting. Without them realizing that, oh yeah, it's Banksy, and they could each one of those prints is like worth like. You know, a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, crazy. He's a he's a crazy he's a crazy artist. But I'm like, as far as like the, the biggest fu of the week, I'm like, that, that must be the biggest fu of all time. Uh, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up. Like, cause I've been watching that thing and just been laughing the whole time. Laughing. Just imagine laughing. you're the person that just bought that for, like I said, in your denomination, a million dollars, right? Let's just put it. It's it's British thing. They paid a million. A million pounds for it. They're like, I just bought that for one million dollars, and it gets shredded before your goddamn eyes. <laughs> just you go, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. Just, well, the fact that he's a genius and built a shredder inside a freaking frame and left it for like five goddamn years. Like, I th I gotta look up and see when he painted that it was, thing. It was 2015. It's uh, so three years. It's been three, so three years. So it yeah. sat for three years with a shredder inside this frame that no one found. And then the moment that they sold it, he's like, boop, button on the remote, and that goddamn thing shredded. Which is the worst thing that means he was in that auction house. Or he could have had it on my smartphone. Yeah, I guess he could have known, like, it's about that time. <laughs> like, That's amazing. I love it. Crazy times. It's crazy times. Well, are we done? You know what Dude, else? Yeah. I, you know what else I love? What our YouTube channel? What? Now, now, bear with me. This isn't the normal plug of stuff. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but um, 
over the last two weeks, we haven't posted a single video on our YouTube channel aside from the podcast, which we record live Saturday nights. So later on this week, the STS guys will be having a special uh, game of lunch roulette where we uh, <laughs> we let random.org choose our lunch bait. And then we're going to sit down and talk about the state of our YouTube channel. Um, so if you guys would like to see us continue to make unboxing videos and do gaming and all that, uh, let me know in the chat. Send us a message on Instagram or Twitter and let us know that you want to see more unboxing videos because um, it is going to be up for discussion this week. Whoa. In the meantime, sub, <laughs> sub us up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram at SDS Guys. We are on Twitter at SDS Guys. And we are still on the Facebook at the SDS Guys. And I am Larry from the SDS Guys. 80 minutes into this episode 56. Thank you guys for hanging out. Showing like a villain. Yeah, seriously though, like what Larry said, please guys tell us what you like from our channel, what you want to continue seeing. We want to make sure that our content appeals to our audience still. And if there's something that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing, just tell us about it. Or if there's something that you want us to keep doing that we haven't done recently, please tell us about it. Uh, yep. Your your opinions really matter a lot to us. Yeah, what do you want to see? Let us know because I said I think that that's going to give us the motivation to want to do that. I agree. Yeah, because we we just kind of fell off that video wagon. We're trying to decide if we want to get back. We'll let you know. Will it happen? I don't know. Until next time. Tune in next time Tune to in find next out. Week. Tune same in next week. That channel, same bad time. Wow, so this has been episode 56 of the STS Guys. I have been Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. It's been Nate. And I'm Scott. And we are the STS Guys. Have a great night, everyone. Bye.